You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host Jake Painting, creator of the Howls and Growls Timbles newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopus and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to Howls and Growls, please follow the link in the show notes to head over to howlsandgrowls.substack.com, grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. We had a really good week, another really good week over at Howls and Growls. I did a big old Jaden McDaniels piece on his offense, which wasn't very good in this Houston game, but has been very good before that. And of course, the player ratings after every game, which seem to be generating a lot of views and a lot of subscriptions. So if those are the kind of things that interest you, please consider clicking that link in the show notes. But we are here talking about another win. I was absent absent for that Raptors win because I had some personal things to attend to. But to make up for that, I'll have another pod in the feed, probably by the time you're listening to this or at some point on Sunday with Trooper Carlson discussing all things Wolves with a broader view kind of than these really microscopic post-game pods. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to that. That's the first time I've kind of got into a podcast that wasn't a post-game podcast for a while and hopefully we'll do a few more of those in this upcoming year and especially as we get further and further into this season and closer I guess to the trade deadline and some more really good Wolves content which should be coming up soon. Before that of course we are talking about this Rockets game, we are talking about the Timberwolves 113-104 win over that over that Rockets team. Another weird game. <laughs> we had the comeback against the Raptors before this one and the smaller comeback in this game against a worse team. There's probably something to be said about the Timberwolves digging themselves these holes, but there is no denying that this Wolves team is capable of pulling themselves out of those holes as well. At one point, the Wolves were down by 12 points in the third quarter in this game, but they end up winning by 9 points and they got their own lead up to 13 points in the third quarter, uh, in the fourth quarter at one stage. And there were plenty of reasons for both the deficits and the leads. I mean, we got really, really bad nights for Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed, which is kind of a rarity these days. Both of those guys have been very, very good lately. And and those minutes from those guys, plus Kyle Anderson had a really bad night as well. Uh, those minutes from those guys in the first half kind of sunk the Wolves and it felt like it was just going to be another one of those games like the Pistons, even like the Rockets last time when they had to come from 20 points down to win the game. And it was just a weird night. It had a weird feeling. It had a bad feeling, a bad vibes feeling about it. But on the other side of the ledger, we had Nate Knight and D'Angelo Russell coming to the party and really helping the Wolves kind of run over the top of the Rockets. But most of all, and I think for every minute, whether the score was good or whether it was bad, we got an Anthony Edwards classic. 
And that's why this episode's number is 44. As in the 44 points Ant scored, along with eight three-pointers made, six boards, four assists, three steals, and three blocks. Let's take a break and dive deeper into that dominant evening for Anthony Edwards. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it really was just one of those nights for Ant. And really, we've spoken about how he has become more consistent and way more impactful as a player on a nightly basis. And that's kind of the reason why we've seen him take this leap that he is taking. But we haven't seen a night like this this season. We've seen these nights in the past where Edwards just completely explodes as a scorer. But this was the first time we've really seen him put on a scoring clinic this season. 44 points is a season high, obviously. He hasn't had a 40-point game this season. And it's just another feather on his all-star candidacy cap. Maybe it's the last one he needed as well. It just doesn't matter where you look, what statistic, what games, the amount of impact he's having. He's a top 10 player in the Western Conference. And it's getting to the point where... It'll be a travesty if he doesn't make the All-Star game. I think the first thing to point out in that candidacy is that the Wolves are currently tied for 6th in the West. Anthony Towns, the center who literally made All-NBA last season, hasn't played for 27 games. That's well over half the season. Rudy Gobert, their other All-NBA center, has had his worst season maybe since his rookie season and has also missed 9 games and kind of been in and out of games. He's he started games that don't technically count as missed games, but then been subbed out and not returned in at least three or four games as well. So you can kind of say he's missed upwards of, say, 11 or 12 games this season. And because a bunch of other injuries to heavy minute role players have occurred for the Wolves, Minnesota has started far too many games with G League level players in their rotation, including this game. And they're tied for the sixth seed without kind of dismissing any other great player's case for the All-Star game. The fact that Anthony Edwards has his team in that position is a lot different to, say, De'Aaron Fox being the second best player on a resurgent Kings team behind DeMontis Sabonis. It's very different to Aaron Gordon having a career year next to Nikola Jokic on a stacked Denver team. The Timberwolves, 6.8 points per 100 possessions better when Anthony Edwards is on the court. That's a really big number for for a high-minute guy. Most of the guys that are at the top of that list are role players. Obviously, the very, very top echelon of stars in the league are up at the top of those rankings. But role players who play really important roles, who kind of are the glue for their teams. Jordan McLaughlin is in the 99th 
percentile in that on-off rating number. Anthony Edwards ranks in the 83rd percentile. When Ant is on the floor, they play with the numbers of a 45-win team. When he is off the floor, they play with the numbers of a 28-win team. So according to Clean the Glass and in a very kind of roundabout way that is not all-encompassing, the Timberwolves are a 17-win 17 wins better when Anthony Edwards is on the court, and that's a really, really high number, and it feels that way. In this game, he had to play 41 minutes against the Houston Rockets just to get them over the line, and really in that fourth quarter, they were starting to kind of fall apart again, and Chris Finch had to call Anthony Edwards' number earlier than usual. I think he only got one or two minutes on the bench to, to have a breather, and he was back out there, like I said, 41 minutes on the night, and 41 of just the best minutes he has played as a professional. He is the beating heart of this team right now. Like I said, there's, there's no Carl Anthony Towns. Rudy Gobert's missing time and not playing very well. D'Angelo Russell has been up and down. He was very good in this game. But at any given on any given night, he could be really bad. And the only consistent force in the Timberwolves lineup right now is Anthony Edwards. And maybe you're not into advanced stats or maybe the national media aren't into advanced stats or maybe the coaching staffs who will be selecting Anthony Edwards as an all-star or will be looking at him as a candidate aren't into advanced metrics. Maybe they're just going to go off the counting stats. Maybe they don't want to dive deeper into Edwards' candidacy. But if they're telling on counting stats, then he's averaging 24 points, 6 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 1.7 steals, shooting 46% from the field and 36% from three. They're all-star numbers. They always have been all-star numbers. And maybe this game was the crowning jewel that he needed to kind of push him over the top. Almost like when an MVP an MVP candidate has that one game that pushes their narrative into the unstoppable kind of category. We've seen it with Jokic. I remember Russell Westbrook had that game against Denver. I don't know how many years it was now, maybe five years ago, where he hit the game winner. He had another triple-double, and it was kind of just cemented that he was going to win the MVP over James Harden that year. Obviously, this isn't the MVP race. It's a lot less significant than that. But this kind of felt like the game where he was hard to stop noticing. I feel like a lot of the media members aren't noticing Anthony Edwards because they're down on the Timberwolves, or they're not watching the Timberwolves, or they're having more fun watching Aaron Gordon on the Nuggets or they're really enjoying the resurgence of the Sacramento Kings. But this was the game that you can't ignore. The two posters, eight threes, just a magnificent performance. And I think the coaches know about Anthony Edwards. Like I said, they might only be looking at counting stats, but if you're looking at the three subsections of voters being media, fans, and coaches, I think the coaches are the ones that you would trust the most to get Anthony Edwards into that game. The media members aren't going to, you know, watch a lot of Timberwolves games because that's just how it's always been. But the coaches probably know, right? They scheme for him every single game and he breaks that scheme on almost every single night. He's an all-star. And I know I sound super homery on this pod, kind of taping for him to be one. But I think we all as fans and that's what I am. I'm not a media member. I'm a fan with a podcast. And what I want to see as a fan is some reward for the kid who has kept my favorite team afloat. At the end of the day, 
It doesn't matter if he is or if he isn't. Like, he will make a bunch of all-star games in his career. But this season has been turbulent for the team and especially for us as fans. As I said earlier, our usual all-star has been injured and our new one has been way below his all-star level all season long. What we have is an even newer one, one that is almost single-handedly stopping this season from being a complete write-off. And as a fan, I just want to see that rewarded. I know it's not the end of the world. If it isn't, no, he will make all-star games in his career. I know that there are very, very good players in the Western Conference that deserve to be all-stars too. And if you are listening to a Denver podcast or a Sacramento Kings podcast or a Portland podcast with Jeremy Grant, you would probably, they would probably be saying the same thing about their guys, and that is understandable. But I think that I just feel like this kid deserves some reward because he, at times, is the only reason why this season has been fun, and at other times, the only reason why this season isn't a, you know, 15 win season right now instead of a 24 win season. And with two wins in a row and another game coming up against the hapless Houston Rockets, hopefully this season can start to really climb out of the not-quite-a-write-off category pretty soon. I'll be here to discuss it if it does or if it doesn't. I hope you'll be too.